Hey everybody, it's 2023. This is the first episode of the new year, and I want to thank you once again for listening to Witch Police Radio over the past decade. I especially want to give a shout out to everyone who's supporting the show on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash witchpolice, for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to advanced versions of the episodes and the interviews. You can get bonus content, bonus interviews, uh, some stuff from the archives that's never seen the light of day, and a whole bunch more. So a big shout out to everyone who supported the show, past, present, future, and especially our latest patron, Joe Kershane. Thanks, Joe, and thanks everyone else who has supported the podcast. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? <laughs> All right, welcome to uh, Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who uh, was on the podcast before, but it's been a while. I think the last time you were on was a couple of years ago. And obviously, you know, you have new music out. Things have changed everywhere in the world, especially with creative people over the past two and a half years with just what everyone's been through. But I think we should maybe just do a bit of catch up on, on sort of what you've been up to musically sort of since the last time you were on the show. But before we even get into any of that... If you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what it is you do as an artist, that would be a good place to start. Yo, what's up? Mookie uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, I make music. I songwrite. Uh, I'm a b-boy, so I've been breakdancing for 14, almost 15 years now. Uh, yeah, I'm just another person that loves art in the city, and I'm just trying to be part of the art scene that's happening here. So, cool, yeah. cool. I think that's kind of a good way to describe it too. I think that that, that that sort of describes a lot of people covering all different genres and all different sort of artistic disciplines too. It's just someone who likes art in the city because I feel like so many of the different communities are intertwined. Like you said, I mean, you yeah. have the, the the music side and you have the dance side. You have there's all these different things that that are enmeshed with each other, especially in a in a relatively small place like Winnipeg, where you know everyone sort of encounters each other within the overall creative world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's kind of it's kind of amazing because you don't realize it until you kind of go out and then you see these different communities and then you realize like, well, I have a friend who's in that that section of people or I have somebody who's doing something in that community. So it's really interesting and everybody kind of fosters everybody too. So it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see for sure. So uh, last time you were on the show, you had, uh, I'm not, I can't remember if you had just put out your tape or you were sort of in the process yeah. of putting out uh, the, the Mookie tape. And that yeah. obviously 
you know, um, that was sort of your first main effort as a, as an artist, uh, as far as music goes. So what has it been like sort of since then? Because, you know, I remember when you released it, I saw quite a lot of, uh, positive response from people online, uh, over the course of doing my show, I've had other artists mention that tape and, and, and as something that they really dug and they, they got into and sort of, uh, was something locally that they were a fan of. So what's it been like for you sort of in the period since putting yourself out there like that? very 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 interesting like a lot of positive responses as you said like a lot of people who kind of like supported the fact that i was trying something different trying to represent myself in a way that felt genuine to me yeah. uh and i've had a lot of reinforcement to kind of like kind of like just double down on creating music that i want to hear you know what i mean so it, very blessed that project was very special it was the first time that we'd ever tried to make music me and steve sat in the studio for like 10 days and just tapped in and made a beautiful project it's everywhere you can still get cassette tapes if anybody wants any so like very grateful for that and i think that was a really cool introduction for people to see kind of like who i was because from that point on i i kind of like paced myself and really just got to learn a lot from people you know so so for people who haven't heard your newer stuff, I know you just you just recently uh, on Christmas released uh, this this new music. But for people who maybe are only familiar with the the Mookie tape, how, how have you changed artistically? I mean, do you think that there's a significant difference in your sound, sort of from that tape to now that 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 you notice absolutely. when listening back to your own stuff? Absolutely, absolutely. Right after uh, Mookie tape happened, I think it was like a few months later, kind of around this time too. I dropped a kind of like an EP on SoundCloud called Module D. Right, right, and. I feel like Moduli was the first time I kind of got to show people that, like, I, I really like to sing and melodize. And I think that was something I got, kind of got to explore on my own because for the first time, I'd finally learned also how to, like, record myself. So I built up my first home studio and I was recording myself and figuring out how to use Logic and just trying to understand, like, what I liked about my voice and, like, what I could use here and just how to, like, get those ideas out of my brain into songs. Yeah. And I feel like that was the first time I got to do that. Um, but then shortly after then we got to put out black sheep and black sheep for me was like my first like, like real baby it was like we took a lot of time uh we had the blueprints it was more than just writing the songs it was like we write the songs we rewrite the songs pick which one we like out of the two versions uh take little things from here and there really important with like the, the mixing the ideas that we're presenting so that way it all all feels like the same idea things like that just like learning things like that it's been really cool so i feel like those are definitely ways that i've like improved or like my how my sound has evolved and changed over time do you think that you've uh, i would imagine that you've also kind of developed your confidence too just just after having this experience of not only performing but recording yourself and sort of like you just said finding the way to sort of hone the sound you want and, and, and find, you know, the the version that you want to put out there and stuff. I, I imagine that's got to be sure. a big role. For sure. Like there's a level of it where almost man, like there's so many talented people in this city. There's a little bit of imposter syndrome. I feel like no matter what, yeah, everyone gets at the same that, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, I feel, I feel good. Like I feel like I can make a song that I, I would like me personally. So that's really important for me. Well, I think that's that, that's a good thing to strive for too. Is is rather than trying to sound like something or, or put on some kind of a, a vibe, like having just this is what you want to hear, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the way you're going to get the most sort of authentic version of yourself if you're if you're going for that goal. Yeah, and it's freeing. Like I don't know, it's like it's like something I get to have. You know, like once it's out, it's not mine anymore. But when I'm making it, and when I'm like 
singing it in my studio and retaking the takes. So it sounds a certain way. Like that's for me, you know. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So this um this album that came out uh, well when we're recording it's just a few days ago I guess really what can you tell yeah. me about that release because that's uh, I listened to it I was listening to it quite a bit today and uh, before, just to kind of prepare for this uh, this interview and I mean uh, I have a lot of questions about it but I'm hoping you give me some background on sort of how this came about okay. and who you worked with for sure this is a, a project that's uh, it's it's a producer project. So this is a project by Ali Wan Kenobi, and I'm like the creative director of how like the features were arranged and where I would sit on it and just how like certain uh, samples were used for like the overall concept. Uh, a lot of it was just a really big representation of the last days that we had in fourth quarter studios. Uh, unfortunately, during the COVID times, a lot of things changed, and one of those things was gentrification hit us, and we lost our studio. Oh, it sucks. So uh yeah it is what it is you know onto better things but the last days that we had that studio we really had to like be like oh we want to make sure we have something to take away so a lot of these songs were a part of what we did on those last days like the mastering on them and just like recording them even so it's a lot of that We really wanted to just like uh, me and Ali. I feel like Ali has always had a very unique and very like distinct sound, but also like uh, like I feel like for example, this tape for me feels like the most like uh, succinct contribution to the whole culture of hip hop that we've ever got to be a part. Of. You what? know what I mean by that? Uh, 
well, I'm hoping you can elaborate on that because that's an inter- interesting, uh, interesting thing to say about it. Like, I think I know what you mean, but maybe if you want to <laughs> explain it, and let's see if I'm right. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, I feel like it's like the the first time where it was like, like, uh, I don't know. I'd want to say that we were aiming to like represent something that was like we, something that we respected okay. more. So now we're respecting ourselves, and we're saying we are. We are this culture, so how we sound is how the culture will sound. So, okay. However, okay. this shit turns out, we're gonna make it like that, and that's our voice in this in this thing, this thing that's bigger than us. Within the larger umbrella that that is, that is hip hop and then music and the, yeah yeah for it's, sure for sure exactly exactly. So you you mentioned earlier that you were kind of um you know involved in the concept uh behind the project. What is the concept? Because it definitely has um like a definitely a consistent cohesive feel to it like from from track to track mm-hmm. i mean it it mm-hmm. seems like there, there's a there's an overall uh idea behind it a lot more than a lot of records that come out now where you know every song is is clearly something specific and individual this seems more like uh, a unified piece i guess if that makes sense i think the best way to say it is like uh it's it's us attempting to kind of like talk about the same topic on every song in different ways or different avenues that it affects us so like addict is kind of like how uh how our upbringings have changed us mentally to to how we're like how we do certain things that remind us of our families and things mm-hmm. like that, and also just like uh, why why do we act like that? Maybe it's because there's a sort of disconnection from our past. So like there's things of like there's moments where I'm finally screaming on the project and I start talking about like certain things that I've learned about like uh, the Arawak and Taino people of the Caribbean. So like just like just trying to talk about things that are important to us as opposed to just like kind of talking about like a lot of love situations or like, uh, you know, if you kind of understand what I'm saying, I when do, I yeah. Say that. yeah, yeah, going, yeah. going specifically personal rather than just a personal uh, take on like a universal experience, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be a good way of, ex- of describing exactly what I said, yeah. And so one of the things that I noticed uh, in listening to it, and I don't know if this was uh, deliberate or not, but I, it's one of the things I like about the project is that it seems like, not on every song, but on certain songs, it almost seems like when the beat is more hectic and when there's it's kind of more, there's more happening, it's more chaotic, it almost seems like you're rapping slower and then on the on the parts where the beats are more sparse and more minimalist you're rapping faster and it kind of i really like that kind of combination that you're, you're definitely playing off each other in the sense of like you know the way they, the way that they match together it seems like it's it seems deliberate but i'm not sure if it is it like there's a level of it where i'm just trying to like redefine what people say is acceptable okay so like you hear a fast beat and you think like somebody should approach just with a quick flow or like you expect snappy. that yeah yeah you know, you know, and I'll try to just like kind of break it down. And then also like with a lot of songs, I'll do like really weird things. Like I'll just like close my eyes and listen to it over and over again. And I'll just kind of go with where, where my head takes me. Maybe it's just the way that I listen to music and the things that I like that makes me operate like that. But interesting, interesting observation. That's like, yeah, that's, that's really, really uh, intuitive to see that. Yeah. Sure. It was the first thing that grabbed me about it actually is, uh, is just the, the, the dichotomy of the fast beat and slow rapping and then, then vice versa. And then the other thing that I was, um, I noticed too is you know, all the songs are, with a couple exceptions, but they're all fairly short. I mean, there's some that are less than two minutes. A lot of them are right around the two minute mark. And also, you know, I was listening on Bandcamp, you have the lyrics there. A lot of them are short lyrically too. There's just kind of, um, you know, a few paragraphs yeah. of lyrics and the way that they're yeah. written out too is almost more like, um, 
it's almost more just like a what's the word for it like prose rather than um, I mean it rhymes but the way that it's written out is like a paragraph rather than just like you know yeah. line 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 is that something that you uh, did deliberately as well or is that just sort of how you work definitely like it, well I'd say it's a little bit of both because mentally I also like when I'm writing my lyrics I like to look at it a certain way where it makes sense of what I was talking about but then there's also a level of it where even in the songs I'm saying letters and symbols and numbers like I'm kind of using them to express things like uh uh, like the world is burning, everything's fucking ending. But I'm trying to talk about like, uh, like baby shake that, you know, like like the way you shake that makes me scream. But then even on that level, it's also kind of like going back into like certain rituals where where you dance to perform it. It's like like my idea is just basically like with less words saying the same things, but also making it so it's like the reader can take it so many different ways. They can take it literally. They can look into it and try to see where I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes back to what you said, uh, you know, right at the beginning about how you know once it's um, once it's released, it's not yours anymore, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I and uh, that's something that I've like struggled with because I like the feeling of having all this stuff, but then like I don't know what's gonna happen when it's out there, and there's a little bit of fear of like, are people gonna be like, are people gonna legitimize it? But then there's also like, just get it out there, bro. Like this is what, this is this is like <laughs> this is a part of me, you know? Yeah, I have to express this. I'm, well, what, uh, I guess, like, to you personally, what, what would legitimize it? Like, I mean, what, what makes it, so what, what kind of reaction do you want from this? Like, who, I guess, like, is, are, are there certain people you kind of hope will check it out and like it? And is that what kind of gives it that legitimacy? Or is it, what's kind of the po- most positive result you could get, you know? Like, yeah, that's a good question. I really think that that's so, like, it's like, man, for me to, like, admit that, it'd be, like, almost, like, defeating myself type shit. Like, like. But, like, I know, I feel like mentally, as a human being, getting a lot of people to like your your stuff is always going to make you feel good. Of course, yeah. And with that being said, though, for me, I'm trying my best to learn to, like, not care about what happens once it's out of my hands. I think the most important thing for me is just showing it to as many people as possible and uh, showing people that, like, I really believe in what we did with that project. Cool. And not just, like, you know what I mean? Like... It's not just, we're not just putting this music out just to put music out so we were active or something like that. Like, we care about these songs. These songs are songs we play when we're going through certain emotions and that people can play when they're going through certain emotions too. So.
then I'm sorry. That boy boy gotta win. That boy boy gotta win. Everybody's your partner. Ain't nobody your friend. Who's willing to tread the water? Everybody can swim. Who in it to work the hardest? Whose hands got the paper cuts? Everyday trials of an artist. Love and everyday flux. Cross that line, you can stay there. Five O's, Jesus, take it. Five O's, Jesus, take it. How do you, and maybe this is something you're still figuring out because you just released it, but how do you, how do you do that? Because everyone and their dog is putting out music online, like every 10 seconds, right? And there's so much stuff out there. And a lot of it, like you said, is just putting out music to put out music, right? So how do you kind of get, get to get it across that this is something that's maybe a little deeper and maybe a little more personal and and more sort of worth uh, a close listen than everything else that's just flooding, you know, everyone's computer. I think the way that I try to look at it is just like the right people will find it. The people who are looking for that yeah. should, or hopefully they'll find it if I'm doing my job and my job is just to make sure that it's available for people. But then you also run into things like me personally, I'm hearing a lot of the conversations about streaming and trying to understand where I fit in as a black man in hip hop and how I operate with how I distribute my music. So Sometimes I'm trying to do things that are a little bit left field, like putting something only on Bandcap and having something only available the full listen on other streaming platforms. But again, I'm just hoping that the people who really care about the shit, the people who really want to hear something like that will, will look out for me because yeah. I'll be there, you know? I'm willing to fucking slang my tapes in the fucking parking lot if you need me to be there, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's a good but, attitude to have, too. I, I think that that's like, uh, as much as it sounds ridiculous, I think that's actually kind of rare in the sense that people are happy to just put it online and, and, and then just leave it and then go on to the next thing. But I think, yeah, when you have someone yeah. who actually is willing to <laughs> take a tape like, to the parking is, lot, yeah, yeah. This is life. Like, we literally breathed life onto a track. Take it however you want to take it, but take that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then, uh, then I got maybe a good segue here, then, is, is where can people find this? How, how does someone hear this this, this tape? And right. your old so, stuff, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, most of my stuff is on streaming platforms. Uh, Mookie Tape, Black Sheep, uh, those two projects are on streaming platforms. We have a single, Jamaican Honey, which the music video is out for it. Uh, we also have music videos for some of the songs for Module E, Firefly, and uh, Black Sheep. We have uh, Just Like Me on YouTube. Uh, as far as City Hunter, it's uh, available for purchase, so you can have the MP3s on Bandcamp. I don't believe that we're going to be releasing it to stream platforms probably ever. Okay. But if you want to listen to it for free, you can also listen to it on SoundCloud. It's the full project, and on YouTube, it's the full project. Is this one going to come out as a physical tape as well, or is it just, just strictly digital? That's the plan. That's the plan. That's cool. the plan. Obviously, man, I'm sorry. Like, money is an issue. But as soon as we can figure out how to get them vinyls proper, that's the plan. Vinyls and cassette tapes are really the plans. Yeah. Well, and I think that, like, what you just said about money being that, everyone's dealing with that. I mean, everyone in the world yeah. is dealing with that right now. But, I mean, that's always been kind of one of the, um, in this streaming area we're in, that's been one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of artists is just, you know, yeah. especially vinyl, right? The cost is so yeah. prohibitive that 
it would be amazing if everyone could do it, but there's these like massive backlogs to even get stuff print pressed in the first place. And then you got to pay yeah. like some crazy amount of money. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. even like the level of just like thinking about like the other artists that you're competing with, like totally not even competing with just in the same uh, community with like theirs costs way less than yours because they have a little bit more like wiggle room. They've done it before or they have certain agreements. So then when you go to, to put out yours and you end up selling yours for more expensive than Kendrick Lamar, you're like, Oh, oh shit but at the same time like it is what it is like we're just doing whatever we can to get that out to people so yeah and the right people are going to support it right right exactly that's a band camp you got you can get it online uh, as far as finding out what you're up to you know in terms of new music coming mm-hmm. out in the future or potential shows things like that what's the best way to, to follow you uh, and find out about best that? way to find me best way to find me for sure is gonna be on, on instagram uh mookie with no e m double o-k-i-w-i-t-n-o-e it's mookie with no e not mookie with no <laughs> so check me out there that's really where i post most of my stuff i don't have a twitter so i'll post it there uh also i I believe I am also a. I believe I'm a member of Manitoba Music still. So if you subscribe to them and you can find my platform through them, that's also an availability. Yeah. Cool. Further conversation of an entire race of people, not me, all of us, to open up dialogue. It's okay to think it's what you've been charged with in life. And I think, believe, since the beginning of time, the poets have been charged with that. Like, it was the poets that explaining the emotion. Never seen it coming down my eyes, but I got to make the song cry. Tells you right there what I was, I was hiding. The strongest thing a man can do is cry. To expose your feelings, to be vulnerable in front of the world. That's real strength. Oh, my God. There's them ghosts, uh, Trudge against that water I'm a rose until my roses Come with cause of thank yous For legendary moments Moments, personal life of blessings Still I pray I never know this I wanna play the devil's name 